welcome to day 23 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp. I'm here with Cindy Kemp and uh, David Keefe as we continue our journey through the Gospel of Luke. Luke has been a rich gospel as he's demonstrated how Jesus is uh, bringing the power of the kingdom to reality, both through word and through deed, and his power over nature, his power over demons, his power over disease, and, of course, the redeeming power uh, and the healing power of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Uh, We come to uh, Luke's version today of the the Lord's Prayer a a little bit shorter, so if you've had Mm -hmm. trouble memorizing Matthew's version, you can come to Luke, (laughs) and you'll get the essence of the prayer, and you will get it in a much shorter version. And prayer would be a good thing for us to do before we uh, turn to this passage. So, David, do you mind starting us off with a word of prayer? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for another day where we can come to your word. Um, We do ask that as we look at your word, um, that you would meet us where we are. Um, Father, encourage us where we need encouragement, convict us where we need conviction. And thank you so much um, for your word. And thank you for Luke and his efforts to compile the accounts of, of Christ and how we today get to look at Jesus, our Savior, as he makes his way to the cross. And so, Father, may you encourage us this morning, help us to see Jesus and to glory in who he is. And we pray this all in his great and wonderful name. Amen. Yeah. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. And one day when Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door's already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he'll not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a stank instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. When the demon left, the man who had been mute spoke, and the crowd was amazed. But some of them said, By Beelzebub, the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. Others tested him by asking him for a sign from heaven. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided against himself, how can this kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebub. And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your followers drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted, and he divides up his plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. 
When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I'll return to the house I left. When it arrives, it founds a house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and and obey it. And so we've heard that uh, final command a number of times already in Luke, that the real blessing is to hear the word of God. And of course, he's already, you know, given us, you know, the example of those who have come from far away to hear, uh, you know, his word. Mm -hmm. Those that hear the word of God and, and put it into practice are the ones that are truly blessed. And of course, that's a blessing that is deeply available, you know, to us mm-hmm. through his word and through you know, the gentle call of his spirit. So you're looking at these passages. We, be, we begin with the Lord's Prayer. One of the noticeable differences in the Lord's Prayer, just a little bit, you know, shorter, and in, in how it is, is when he talks about forgive us our sins, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't just simply say, as we forgive others. He said, for we've also forgive everyone who sins against <laughs> us. And, of course, the emphasis of for grace and forgiveness that we give and grace and forgiveness that we receive. So what are some other things that uh, stick out in the passage as you guys look at it? I mean, I love just kind of interaction when he kind of begins that story of, of a friend coming to you late at night, um, just begging for bread. And obviously, Has that ever happened to you? I was saying, have you I, ever had company come in late at night and you go to your neighbor and say, can I have three loaves of bread? <laughs> no, we have not had that happen. We had someone <laughs> at our house late at night and it was very scary. Um, yeah. <laughs> but just thinking of, of, of that going on and, and I love that phrase, um, yet because of your shameless audacity, audacity. he will surely give mm-hmm. you know, you, what you need. And when you do kind of think about prayer, there is that idea of it is kind of audacious of us that we can pray yeah. to the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. And, and it does kind of like, well, can I? Am I allowed to do that? And then he mm-hmm. obviously just opens the floodgates in the next verse. Mm-hmm. No, no. So I say to you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. He, he, he lets us know that you can come to me even in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. and and I will be a good father to you. Yeah. So I just love that invitation of Mm -hmm. how audacious it is that we can go to the father, but he invites us in. No doubt. And uh, Jesus is using a typical, you know, rabbinical, you know, tactic. He's arguing from the lesser to the greater. If, if, you know, just your your neighbor who really didn't like you that much, Uh, you know, would get up, yard, yeah, yeah, would you know, get up, paint the house. would get up and give you bread, you know, just to just get, get you, you get it, yeah. yeah. How much more he's in what he is saying? Your heavenly mm-hmm. Father is your friend, mm-hmm. and He does care for you, and so He responds in grace. And of course, that's exactly you know what He's telling us uh, when He says, you know, "So I say to you, ask and be given to you; seek and you'll find; knock and the door will be open to you." And then the next part's the encouraging part for everyone who asks, receives, mm-hmm. the one who seeks, finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened uh, every time mm-hmm. uh, that we seek him, uh, he responds. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful to see that the gospel fills our heart with confidence, you know, to come before him. You know, we don't have to um, feel shame. We don't have to, you know, feel the weight of guilt. The gospel has taken care of all of that. We've been forgiven. Now the invitation and is rich. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, and the invitation mm-hmm. is available mm-hmm. you know, to everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is you know, fantastic. And of course, then he, he he brings it, you know, back. 
and he's saying, you know, which of your fathers, you know, ask, mm-hmm. uh, if you ask for bread, we'll give you a snack. And these are kind of odd choices. Yeah. Uh, or ask for an egg, you know, we'll give you a scorpion. I'll take a instead. steak, not a snake. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, uh-huh. again, he's talking about if, if you're evil, you know, try the very best to give the very best you can to your kids. Mm-hmm. How much more one who knows you deeply and knows you intimately and loves to give good gifts to his children how much more motivated yeah yeah, how much more motivated is he and here is a difference between uh, Matthew and Luke in Matthew Mm. it is give good gifts to his children Luke just goes for the big one how much more is he to give the Holy Spirit his very presence Mm. to those you ask you if there's anything you know that anyone would have coveted you know in the old covenant it was God's presence with them personally and richly through the Holy Spirit and many many of their leaders that experience the Holy Spirit coming on them in a temporary way but the permanent residence and the gift of the Holy Spirit so the greatest gift God has given us is not you know all the cool things we ask for and we get the common mm-hmm. graces the greatest gift he's given us is access to him through his Holy Spirit yeah. and I like as well we see this in Ephesians 2 as it kind of gets laid out a little bit more but yeah, the reason that God answers and opens the door and, and, and hears us isn't because we're good, um, mm-hmm. but it's because he's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, as Jesus is introducing the kingdom, it's, it's built not upon us having to perform in order to get from our, our father, but it, it's his generosity, his great benevolence, his goodness towards us. Um, and so what a difference that the kingdom is showing us that... Mm-hmm. God is the one that is good um, and even gives to us even though we are evil. Yeah, so when the disciples are hearing this invitation, this gracious invitation to ask and to seek and and to knock, uh, they have no idea at the cost at which that invitation is extended to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The very blood of the Lord Jesus Christ or the cost of which, you know, the Holy Spirit will come to them. And that is, you know, that he bore our iniquities on the cross that we might become the righteousness of God and receive freely, you know, his gifts. So it's, it's remarkable that you have such a, such a lavish invite into the presence of God. But we know from the rest of the gospel that it comes at great cost to God himself. Mm-hmm. No cost to us. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's, you know, kind Free of the gift. invitation yeah. at the end of, you know, Revelation, you know, let him who is thirsty come and receive water without cost. Mm. That's amazing, yeah. Good stuff. And then we have the accusations, okay, the only reason you can cast out demons is because you are a demon or the prince of the demon. (laughs) And Jesus says, just think about what you're saying here. Or even he casts out a demon and they want a sign. Yeah. what? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Give us a give us a sign, you know, give us a sign from heaven. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, that's it's kind of fantastic. And Jesus said, Think about that for a minute. You know, Mm -hmm. can a house, you know, divide it against itself? Stand. And and by the way, you claim some of your people can do this. So when they do this, how are they doing this? Mm -hmm. And he said, If if I you know, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God is here. And of course that is the message of Luke, that the kingdom of God has drawn near and that the finger of God is at work through the life of Jesus in restoring all things mm-hmm. you know, to himself. And so all of these are visions of you know, what is to come. You know, the enemy is already defeated. 
the strong man has found someone who is stronger in the person of Jesus and he has mm-hmm. plundered his house and guess what we are the plunder uh, we are the ones that have been rescued from his grip and, and from his and from his power and I like in uh, in verse 20 I was reading in, in Daryl Bach's commentary the NIV application commentary and he was alluding to this idea of the finger of God going back to Exodus 8 um, you know as Moses um, God is working through Moses and is delivering the plagues over and over again you know the, the, the men consulting Pharaoh said no this is the finger of God against us but yet Pharaoh's heart was still hard and, and didn't believe and so again we mm-hmm. get to see that God is here now working through Jesus mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. the finger of God is with him is on his hand to bring about the kingdom so I just love getting to see uh, even Jesus giving a nod to the Old Testament and yeah. then again so many people you know missing it right there next to him and what an interesting uh, you know parable there at the end uh, talking about it in pure spirit uh, who comes out of a person and it goes to arid places and it finds no place to settle and meanwhile the person gets their act together and they've cleaned the house and he comes back and he says oh this is an even cooler place to live now and he brings you know seven with him that are even more wicked than himself so what do you think uh, Jesus is getting at in, uh, in this parable Oh gosh! Take a stab. I, I suppose he's talking to the Pharisees, right? So, is he talking about their legalism? He their could law be talking law? to us all. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. How we try to kind of on our own clean yeah. up, clean up our act. Exactly. But clean our. We, yeah. we try to clean our own house, mm-hmm. and we are only, you know, by the very, you know, by the very effort, make ourselves more vulnerable to the enemy than we were before because we are walking out in our own strength mm-hmm. and so you know but it is a you know, it's a great parable of you know self-help you know let's you know get our act together and uh, while we're you know battling one you know demon we lean into another and so easily mm-hmm. you know become uh, distracted and entangled mm-hmm. you know in the things of the world so it is a kind of an interesting uh, little parable and then it, we end with you know where we you know where we begin, uh, the woman you know who is just admiring Jesus and said, "How cool it must have been, you know, to be your mom." And he said, "If you want something cool, I've got something cool for you. You don't have to be my mom. Uh, you just have to hear these words and put them into practice, and that's the rich blessing of the kingdom of God." It's a, not only have we been blessed because he has given us the cross and he has borne our sins, but we are blessed because we are walking in fellowship with him and experiencing his richness in a fuller and deeper way uh, every day. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is the real blessing of grace, the blessing we find when we deliberately embrace his word, deliberately walk in fellowship with him, and deliberately mm-hmm. trust him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the invitation to ask and to seek uh, and to knock. And we thank you that if anyone asks, they receive. If anyone seeks, they'll find. And if anyone knocks, the door will be open for them. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for the rich blessing we have when we hear your word and apply your word and walk in fellowship with you. It's in your holy name we pray. Mm -hmm. Amen.